0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The, Lord the, Lord. the Pharisees approached Jesus and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. And he said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? And they replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two shall become as one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh therefore when God has joined together no human being must separate In the house the disciples again questioned Jesus about this and he said to them whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her and if she divorces her husband, and marries another, she commits adultery. And the people were bringing children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not prevent them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. And then he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A chain, as
1: we all know, is no stronger than its weakest link a spiritual life is no stronger. then its prayer life. Every team is dependent upon the strength and the integrity of each member, or it will break down. And every society and culture dependent upon its smallest element. Every society is made up of smaller societies. Areas, states, counties, cities, towns, communities. We know that the most basic unit of society, the ultimate and first society, the primary community, is the family. The family determines the health, the strength, and the future of the society. If family life is strong, society will be also. If it is weak or undermined, society will be weak and crumbling. Even if it appears to be strong, affluent, and stable, it will be crumbling. In today's Gospel, our Lord deals with the reality of marriage. The Pharisees come. They want to test him. They want to see if he will reject the law of Moses. And so they come to him and ask about divorce. And our Lord turns it back on them. What did Moses command you? And they tell him. Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her, his wife. And our Lord then not only restores marriage to what it was, but raises it to an even greater dignity than in the beginning. And he tells us why Moses did that because of the hardness of your hearts, because you were too weak to actually live what God created. He tells them it was not that way in the beginning. This is what God intended. God intended one man, one woman for life. Open to life and when God grants it, children. That's marriage. Marriage. We're not going to talk about decrees of nullity, those marriages in which there was something at the beginning that caused it to be, in the eyes of the Church, not truly a sacramental and valid marriage. We're not concerned with that here. We're concerned here with the very basic element of marriage itself. One man, one woman, for life, open to life and accepting of children as they are given. That's something our culture has lost. Marriage has been degraded in our world, and we all know it. I suspect that most of the people with whom we are friends have stable families. And, of course, no family is perfect. I think I've said before, today everyone wants to blame everybody. uh, Children blame their parents, parents blame their parents, and so on. Remember, there was only one person in the world who ever had perfect parents. He only had one. St. Joseph was always trying to keep up. But the family, as we know it today, is under attack. Now, we may not know that in our own little world, although I think all of us are aware of it, because you know, every one of us here will know somebody, if we haven't experienced it ourselves, who has had to deal with that reality. And worst of all, we have to deal with simulations of marriage in our world that don't really exist as marriages. As I said, there has to be one woman, one man, one woman for life. There can be no such thing as a same sex marriage. It's a fiction. It may be the law of the land, the law is invalid, and it's a betrayal of the very people it thinks it's helping. The job of the church is to help people without attraction to lead a chaste life. That's what the Church must do. But marriage, marriage will have to be something that is reformed in our world. It is our obligation, and I will say your obligation, because those of you who are married, to be that visible sign to the world that the world does not necessarily want. And the world will not necessarily accept Our Lord goes on to then not only, as I said, restore marriage to what it was, but makes it something even greater, a sacrament, when it's between two baptized people, so that the couple actually becomes, as we know, a visible sign of God's love for humanity and Christ's love for his church. In fact, it's really quite amazing. I don't think people think of this, but we should. The first gift, when we have a wedding, for instance, here, that a husband and wife give to one another. And by the way, you remember, of course, this is the one sacrament that is not conferred by another. The priest may witness it, but the couple confers the sacrament on one another by the exchange of consent. In baptism, someone else must baptize. A priest must, or bishop must confirm. Also, it's essential for the reality of the Eucharist to take place. And for the other sacraments. But in this case, it's the couple. And the first gift the couple gives one another is the gift of the v- divine life, the gift of grace. Sanctifying grace that we received at baptism is intensified and grows. Each member of the couple gives that to the other, along with the actual graces necessary to live out that sacrament. That's an incredible gift, and one that people seldom ever think of. They've, you've given something to the other. that that no one else can give them. You've given something of yourself. Marriage, then, is by its nature sacrificial. If it's the sign of God's love for humanity and Christ's love for his church, it must be sacrificial, or it will not be that kind of love. And only that kind of love can be visible to the world as what God's love is for them. Now, it's true that martyrdom is a sign of love that is unique. It's the ultimate sign of one's love for God, and one's love for the church. The Marriage is that ongoing sign, day in, day out, of what that love is supposed to be. And you are called to be that. You know that as individuals, we attract people to God and to his church through our own holiness? Because people are surprised, they aren't expecting it. Same thing with marriage. People are surprised at a healthy uh, sacramental marriage. It's something they really aren't perhaps accustomed to. And there's something in it they want, even if at times they would tend to ignore it or even ridicule it. It's only because it's something that's so desirable and so visibly desirable. And so our Lord then has to explain this to the disciples who don't understand. They really don't understand. They question him about it. And our Lord is very direct with them about what marriage is meant to be. So then, uh, today you know is Right to Life Sunday, and we have a special regard for human life. Something that can come about, or is meant to come about, only in the healthy relationship with marriage. And that's something, too, of which we must be visible. <clears throat> Remember, the family is the symbol of the Trinity, husband, wife, child. In God's life, in the Trinity, there's a procession of love. In marriage, there is two. And so each family must see themselves that way, as a symbol of God, a symbol of the Trinity. Now, ultimately, our experience of this is going to be in the Eucharist, naturally. When Christ comes, He comes to us in this case He comes to marriage, to strengthen that relationship and to make it possible for that marriage to grow every day. I always say at weddings, you, the love you have today is not meant to end here. It's supposed to grow every single day, so that as life goes on, the love deepens, not in the youthful sense of energy and explosiveness, but in the profound sense of uh, depth and intensity. So I hope that you are all just that much more in love today than you were the day you were married. Again, not in the, the sense of a, of a young couple, which with the youthful enthusiasm of it, but with a much greater love than that. So we will go on on to celebrate the Eucharist that makes all vocations possible particularly the vocation of marriage, and we will pray today that our world will once again come to understand what marriage is meant to be and is willing to embrace not just the love, but the sacrificial love that is essential to that relationship. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the love of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world. That remembers members will always be visible signs of God's love, particularly for all married couples within the church, that they may continue to grow in that love and that grace that they receive. For the healing and strengthening of the Church in our own country, I pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For all nations of the world, especially our own, we will have a renewed respect for marriage. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, the lonely, the frustrated, and the confused, for those who experience alienation and rejection, for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life, especially today as we there will be visible signs of that life, and our respect for it. Especially life in the womb. But our nation will recognize the legal rights of that child. We pray to the Lord. Amen. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, and especially for a greater reverence for marriage in our society. For building up of that relationship. One man, one woman for life, open for life, we pray to the Lord.
0: Lord
1: hear our for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy. Having become holy themselves, they may then become visible signs of the Lord's love and sacrifice. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for the souls of all the faithful departed. Especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. Amen. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. For all those who work for life, for those who will be visible signs of that in the life chain today, we pray to the Lord. Amen. And for all of us here, each in our own lives, particularly in married life, will be visible signs of God's love for humanity and Christ's love for His Church. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing.